Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hello to all the sacks of meat floating around the universe. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hi, everybody. It's Chris. Before we even started today, I just had to thank everyone who came out to Beautiful Canonymous. I was hoping it would be a really fun, beautiful thing for our community. I know on my end it was, and I hope that if you're out there and you showed up, that it was that for you as well. We raised a whole bunch of money, a few thousand bucks for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, did new calls, hung out at comedy shows and dance parties, and man, thanks to everybody who showed up. Thanks for supporting the show. Thanks to everybody who bought those donation tickets for the waffle breakfast. And so sincerely thankful to everybody who came and was a part of it. Just got off the phone with the caller you're about to hear, and I don't even know where to begin. First of all, the caller's background is very tumultuous by most of our standards. The caller has had a sexual reawakening. Granted, if, I, I want to put it out here right now. If you don't want to hear graphic sexy talk, this one might not be the one for you. You're probably going to hit pause a couple times. Maybe walk away. The caller talks about what it's like to find your confidence and start diving into the world of kink. You're going to hear talk about suicidal ideation. You're going to hear talk about addiction, specifically the opioid crisis. Fentanyl comes up. You're going to hear some mentions of some things that happen involving underage dating. There's a lot of things that are just tossed out there that are concerning in their own right. But, But when you add them up to a whole, what you get is this person who has so much to say about how to find your confidence and how to deal with loss and how to own yourself and find yourself. And while, yes, I express concern a number of times, I'm ultimately left feeling like this is a person who has found themselves in a way that I admire and am a little bit jealous of. Also have to say, this call is coming out right around Mother's Day and... It is a strangely fitting Mother's Day call. The story of the caller's mother is sad, tragic, and you'll hear it get brought up, though, and the caller talks about their mom in a way that's a loving tribute. And that's, in its own right, something that's really beautiful. This call has so much. It has so much. I think you're going to enjoy it. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host, Hello. Hello. Hi. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Feeling okay. Kind of been busy, but... I'm going to put on headphones because that might make it less echoey. Sorry. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. It's okay. It's your time to do... What if you just never came back and then we just ran 60 minutes of silence? What if you just like heard me go about my day in the background, like make a smoothie and go to the bathroom? (laughs) Yeah. And you're just like, oh, what a life. (laughs) I am shocked that hasn't happened yet. 
That's what I really thought most of this show was going to be, to be honest with you. That would be funny if you got a few butt dials. Yeah, we've had an, we've had people who have gone mute by hitting the phone with their face, but we've never had an actual butt dial. Okay. I'll try not to go mute with my phone or vocally. It's all good. Everything's fine. How are you? How's things? I'm doing good. I'm doing really well. Well, I guess, I don't know. Um, I have, I'm, I'm currently like $3,000 behind on rent, to be honest. <laughs> so I was just doing the math. Um, figuring that one out. But other than that, I'm rocking and rolling. I'm trying to stay positive. I mean, okay, everything could be worse. Yeah. You said you're how much behind on rent? 3000 <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, that's a little bit. Okay. Um, I got laid off for a bit. Also, I work in like social services, so they don't inherently pay the best. Yeah. Um. So I got laid off, um, and then I also had, like, a really impacted wisdom tooth. I'm, like, the type of person, mostly because, like, I never really have enough money, who, like, if I have a medical issue, I'll put it off to, like, I cannot function. And, like, I couldn't talk anymore, so then I had to get my wisdom teeth removed, which was, like, $2,000. Then also I have a cat that has hypothyroidism and another cat that has asthma. <laughs> So that's money, but... Well, you're having a hell of a run. Truly. Honestly, I'm doing great, though. Good. Like, mentally, I'm doing really good. Um, good. Like, another reason why I'm... Because, like, I do have, like, like a bunch of medical debt from, like, being in, like, inpatient psych two years ago. But... So that was another, like, cost. You had an inpatient experience? I've had, like... I've had like three, okay. um, but the last one was three. Oh, actually three years ago, like this month. But so I feel like even though I'm like $3,000 behind on rent, I feel like I have done a lot for my mental health to where I'm not like stressing about that to a point where like I should be stressing about that. But like, I'm so zen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of like um, rocking and rolling. <laughs> I'm so sorry to laugh, but to to describe everything you just no, described I'm to really, me and then say like, I'm rocking and rolling, I, I I have to laugh. That's the best. No, <laughs> it, like uh, so. The main reason why I actually called wasn't even any of that. Wow, it was like it was recently the anniversary of my mom's death. Oh, I'm um, so sorry. She actually. Thank you. She, I think this is funny. People don't think this is funny. She died on 420, which kind of, I think is kind of silly. She died like eight years ago. Um, and I'm at the point now where I'm realizing, oh, she would be old. And that's a very weird thought, especially because I work, I work at like a homeless shelter. So I see a lot of people who are like, I'll be interacting with them. I'm just like, oh, that's an older woman. And I'll look at their birth year. And I'm like, oh, they're a year older than my mom. Like my mom would look like them. Mm -hmm. And then to make things even more weird, and I'm, there's a lot of weird stuff. I also have started selling like on OnlyFans and like content and stuff. And I used to do that in like my early 20s. 
I'm not to like dax my age, but like I'm late 20s now. And now a big thing that people want from me is like mommy stuff. So that has made me feel old too. Wow. So I'm just, you know. You've been through a lot for someone in your 20s. I've had a wacky life. That's definitely true. Yeah. So just just to be clear, I want to just to sum up everything you just said on my end. Your mom passed away. You've got a lot of feelings about yeah, that. Yeah, she died from she died from fentanyl too, which that oh, kind wow. of adds another layer. Wow, you have not had it easy. Nobody's been making it easy on you, huh? So, <laughs> your mom passed away. There's all kinds of feelings about that. Yeah, you're now at a point where you make content for OnlyFans, and for anybody who's not listening, it is not only this, but and you can tell me if this is the case with you or not. Most people hear OnlyFans these days, they do think of that as pornographic content. And you're getting requests yeah. for mom stuff, which is a big trend in pornography in the past few years. Mom, stepmom yeah. stuff. Not like, I don't want to say like age play stuff, but it is like a lot of guys who are like 23 who are like, who call me mommy. I have to imagine maybe some of these young men who, who like to call women in their older 20s mommy, maybe maybe they found their way to this episode. Maybe they've heard through the grapevine. This is one for them. Welcome to all of our new listeners. Hit that subscribe button, huh? And hey, check out the ads. We'll be right back. Thanks again to our advertisers who help us bring the show to the world. Now let's get back to the phone call. I don't want to say like age play stuff, but it is like a lot of guys who are like 23 who are like, who call me mommy. And like, especially because I am like curvy. So I have like bigger breasts. And like, so that has been a big thing of like guys in their younger 20s, like specifically calling me mommy and talking about how they want like me to like, guide them. And that's another thing why I'm just like, damn, am I old? <laughs> I have to say, we all go through these stretches where we start to feel old and where things start to happen. You know, like I know for me, I think a lot of guys would say when people, you know, when younger people start calling you sir and you notice that and you're like, oh, you know, um, that's a, that's yeah. a big one. But I've never thought of the fact that there's probably a lot of OnlyFans providers and and cam girls and part of this whole new world of of digital sex work where I go this this is probably on the front lines of how you start to learn about how young people are viewing age. Well, especially because I so when I first started before I like did cam or anything, I would like sugar like I would go on Tinder and like talk to older men. Or, like, I used to use seeking arrangements before it was, like, a scam. And honestly, like, this is really messed up. If anyone's listening to this and you're younger, don't do this. But I used it when I was, like, 16. And so, like, a big thing was, like, guys would reach out to me. Like, uh, oh, like, because I looked so young. And it was usually older guys at that time, which is, like, really fucked up and really gross. But, like, a lot of people, when I originally sold content, it was like they loved like how young I looked. And now like I still get that from like older guys, but it is like younger guys being like, oh, I love a mature woman. It's like I never got that before. 
I guess you, I mean, first of all, everything, this is one of those calls where you just understand that every, every sentence you say, I'm sitting here in my head going, holy shit. But if we're going to have a conversation. Can I, can I say one thing? Uh, I have told a few people, I'm just like, oh, I've tried to call beautiful anonymous before. And they're just like, you need to get on there. Your stories are crazy. Yeah, you sound like you're built for us. You sound like you're built for this community. (laughs) The most, a community. Well, I just, the community that listens to this show is the best combination of like, they want the titillating details and they also will never judge you for them. And I feel like you're built for that. Yeah. You've got all the shock value that they're craving content wise, but I hope you know, I mean, we just aired an episode with a guy who had a diaper fetish and it was one of the most lovely, gentle conversations I've ever had. I saw that one. Yeah. I haven't listened to it yet, but I do want to listen to that one. You're going to love it. But- I no, I don't really worry about judgment too much. Like almost, I don't know. I think that's again when I got like so. I when I went to inpatient, a big reason why I kept going to inpatient was like bipolar and like, uh, but also like severe depression and like suicidal thoughts. And a lot of my thoughts had to do with like comparing myself to others. Like specifically, it would be like, oh someone didn't like my tweet, I'm going to spiral out of control based off that one thing. And so I kind of like, when I hit severe rock bottom, I got really into like uh, nihilistic optimism, which is just like the idea of like, life has no meaning and we all die, but that's freeing. Like if someone's judging me, I'll be like, oh, well, we're both going to be dead. I'm like 70 years or well, maybe later, but like in a hundred years, we're both going to be dead. So like they can judge me. I don't care. Life has no meaning. So like I can spend my whole life just sitting in my room. And if I'm having a good time, then who cares? So I think like that aspect of it. And also in general, I've always been like, I've had a very bold and kind of strong personality. So I don't really care too much about people judging, but yeah, I do have a lot of titillating details. (laughs) Well, I'm going to cut to the heart of the matter right away before we even get to oh, yeah. titillating details. Well, because I, 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 I want to, I want to just put something out here that I'm sure you've thought long and hard about. Because I mean, you're telling me that you've had impatient experiences. You're telling me that you have had suicidal thoughts, and you know, if you, if you go to an inpatient program, that means they're serious, and I take that seriously. And then. Mm-hmm. I'm so sad to hear about the passing of your mom. You also told me she passed from fentanyl, which is a brutal epidemic. You're not the only person losing loved ones, but it does tell me, and I could be totally wrong on this. I'm making assumptions. But it does tell me that at the very least, whatever your relationship was, I have to believe it was not the most traditional parent providing a safety net for their child relationship. Doesn't sound like it. I'm such t- I just want to get to the point right away of saying I have a lot of compassion. I've lost people to opioids in my life. No one as close as my mom, but people close. I also have dealt mm-hmm. with a lot of mental health stuff. And I will say that before we make any jokes about it or hear any of the titillating details, one thing you must have thought about is I sit here and I go, based on what you've been through, based on some of the things that life has handed you, is, is OnlyFans a safe place for you. And I'm not one to judge sex work, but I do have that concern. 
I do have that concern. And I'm sure you've go, thought about it. I go, yes. Um, no, it 100% is, um, I'm trying to think, like, I get, like, when I lay it all out there, it does very much, like, sound like, I'm very, like, this has, like, been, like, over the span of, like, 10 to, like, 15 years of, like, everything I've said. But, like, with doing OnlyFans, especially this recent time, it was kind of, like, it was definitely, like, uh, about a year deciding whether or not I wanted to do it because I actually, like, I, well, I haven't had sex for eight years. This is cur- um, currently? You're- <laughs> no, now I'm, now I'm back on it. You've, you started having sex again. Yes. Um, so from November of 2016 to November of 2022, I didn't. And like a big part of that was like, I had really bad self image issues and then also like gender issues and stuff. But I just like did not feel comfortable with like, like being intimate with anyone. I was just like, Oh, they're going to laugh at me. So then like I did it. And then once I did it, I realized like, Oh no, this is like fine. Like, I don't know. It's not something to be scared of, but I have always been like someone who's very like bold with their body. Um, like, because like, even with like OnlyFans before that I've like done drag and stuff. So like on my Instagram, there is pictures of me and like a bra and like Pacey's like my Instagram was always more, uh, revealing than like the average person but that's like always been who I am like if I it's less like an unhealthy thing and more just like I've always been a very upfront person and like very upfront with I guess my body and like sexuality to some extent too but so I am like doing OnlyFans doesn't super worry me I do have like there are certain things where it's just like, oh, like if that comes up later, like I probably wouldn't be able to like do that job. But like I have kind of come to terms with that and I'm pretty fine with that. But I'm also like, well, I guess if they find that, they would probably find like other stupid stuff I've done. I just want to make like, sure that I haven't that done it's... that much stupid stuff, but yeah. Good. I mean, I just want to make sure that, you, you know, because you do, I do, you know, hearing that you, I've been through some stuff and and whatnot. I go oh, to to stake a financial claim on other people and their opinions on your body image. I go that feels like it could loop around, but it sounds like you thought hard about it. And I'm not going to judge anybody. Make your money. I'm very fascinated to hear that you were someone who didn't participate in actual sex, but were always very comfortable at presenting sexuality. That's very fascinating. I was like, even because I would like do drag and there was certain times where like I would strip down to a song and pasties and that like I loved like being in a room and like presenting myself for everyone and like making a show. But the idea of like kissing someone and like being alone with them. Gross. I was like so nervous about. It was even like turning me off. I was just like, I don't. Like, what if I don't know what to do with a thing for me? <laughs> so you, <laughs> I was like, what if I, like, 
<laughs> what if like I bite their mouth off? Like what if I completely mess up? <laughs> That's really fascinating to you. So you could go on stage and you could be wearing almost nothing. You could go on Instagram and post images that you felt were very sexy. Now you're someone you can go on OnlyFans, which allows for, you know, actual body parts to be bared. But the idea of getting in bed with someone and figuring out how to offer offer and accept actual sensual touch, that would freeze you up. So not anymore. Once Good. I did it the first time, I was just like, oh, everyone's awkward. I don't know. It was because I was just like, since I'm like late 20s, I was like, oh, people are probably like better at this now. And then like, I slept with someone my age. And I was just like, damn, no one knows what they're doing. So now... I'm very active, <laughs> shockingly fun. active, but I'm very safe. <laughs> shockingly I, active. What does that mean? Um, I did, I had a seven for seven week, like when I first started having sex again, Ex- and it, it wasn't even planned. Seven. Does this mean seven days in a row? Yeah, I slept with seven different people. One time, I double booked, <laughs> and someone drove like down from. I live in Illinois. Someone drove down from Wisconsin who was like super hot, like almost stereotypically like hot indie guy drove in, but I had also like made a date with this really hot girl. So I just messaged them. And I was just like, would you two be open to like having a threesome? And they did. So like I shockingly active. That sounds made up now that I say that out loud, but it did happen. You went from no sex for six years to like a sitcom double booking situation that ends with yeah. a couple hotties and a threesome. Truly. Because I think after I had sex, I was just like, oh, I am hot. Like I can have, because a bit, I was also always just like, oh, I don't have sex because no one wants to have sex with me. And everyone was like, that's not true. Like people do, you just don't want to. So you aren't putting yourself out there. And I was like, no, you're wrong. And then once I like realized like, oh no, people do think I'm like, like I could have sex if I wanted to. They really all kind of came out of the woodwork. I do. And like that's, as much as I talk about like everything going on, my mental health is honestly like the best it's been in like a very good amount of time. This is the longest I've been in my adult life without going to a psych ward. Um, Congratulations. Like, the longest time span. Yes. And I haven't, I don't really have suicidal ideation. Good. Re- I haven't, I don't know the last time I did. Whereas like before that was like something I would have like every single day. Yeah. So as much as it kind of sounds like my life is like, wild i actually am like very mentally healthy and well well i love hearing that i love hearing that you replaced the psych ward yeah with hot threesomes with that that's a good trade yeah and i'm very safe i'm a bit i'm very much about being an ethical slut everyone just like take care of yourself get tested and all of that uh but yeah before november i think the amount of people i slept with was two and now it's i think 27 november of what year of last november so in november of 2022 you had slept with two people yeah and then in seven months you've slept with 25 yeah that sounds fun 
Yeah. Sounds like you had a lot of fun. Yeah. As long as you're being healthy and safe, both physically and mentally, I got your back. I'm not going to judge you. Yes. And also, I think like a big thing is just like, it really is the confidence type of thing because I am like the heaviest weight I've ever been, like whatever. But I'm getting so much like hit on a lot more. Not that like outward validation means anything, but like other people telling you you're hot is nice. Um, And I'm getting like a lot more like people hitting on me. And I know it's because I'm like confident in myself. Whereas like when I was more like societally hot, I wasn't getting hit on. It's because like I hated myself. Wow. So everyone just fake it till you make it. And when did you start putting out content on OnlyFans? I want to figure out the timeline of when that factors in. So that was only like a month ago tomorrow. Oh. So that that's like so a that's, pretty new. That's part of this sexual awakening. Yes. Because I also realized I was like, oh, I really like taking pictures of myself and like sending them to people. I realized like that's one of my like kinks. And like I was talking to people and they're just like, you could make money off of that. I was just like, especially when I'd send them to people and they're just like, I'm gonna get off to this later. I was just like, that just made my day. So people are like, well men will pay you to tell be able to do that. I was like, that's true. Um and then also I had just been thinking about doing that for a bit. But I know there is like the big thing of like people say like don't do OnlyFans if you like are uncomfortable with anyone. Like when you start doing porn or OnlyFans, imagine that everyone in your life knows. And like I do imagine that. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like I don't really care. So that's why I was like, yeah. Like the only person who I wouldn't want to have a conversation about it is my dad. But like, yeah, I mean, if he somehow heard it through the grapevine. I wouldn't be like, I have to jump <laughs> ship. And you've only been doing it a month. So I imagine your dad hasn't caught wind of it yet. Um, He might have, because my stepmom is like, really, I don't, she has, she has to have alt accounts on everything because she knows everything I'm doing, but I have her blocked on everything. Wow. It's kind of weird. So bad. I don't, she, yeah, because... Like years ago, I used to like, I would tweet something and I know none of them know what my Twitter is and like follow me. And my dad does not know how to work a Twitter. And she would like be like, oh, how's your ankle doing or something? And I was just like, oh yeah, I tweeted that I hurt my ankle. How did she know that? Mm. Mm. So I wouldn't be shocked if she knew and then she told him, but like, I know my sisters both know and like they don't really give a shit. The only person who would make a like a bitch fit about it is my stepmom. And even then I think my dad would be like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and and I have to ask you, so you've been doing it about a month. Are you getting a sense of the financials? Financial freedom offered by OnlyFans. I have no idea how much I imagine you can make a lot. I imagine there's a lot of people who sign up and wind up making just a little bit. What, what, what's the sense you're getting? Um, so within my first month, so a big part of it is like promoting on specifically Reddit is a big one, like posting on Reddit consistently. And that's how you get followers or like tweeting. 
Um, and I was really bad about that. So I didn't get like really any followers through that. The way I got most of my followers was I, I put it on my field app. I don't know if you know what that is, but that's like a dating app that's specifically for like extra sexual, like kinky poly people. And from that, I got 30 subscribers and I made $200, which like for a first month, I was like, oh, well, I wasn't like promoting. I am like, I do feel good about that for a first month because I knew it wasn't going to be like, I'm going to make a thousand dollars. I was like, oh, $200. And I really wasn't like promoting it as well as I should have. I feel good. Okay. But that does put me in the top 30%. So I don't think most people are making anything. Yeah, that's rough. I would imagine if you commit to it and you start putting it out there and then you don't even make any money off it, there must be people who just sit there and go, well, what did I do this for? This was for the cash. And I definitely, I see that and it does really make me sad. Um, but I don't know, I guess, like, I hope that there's, I think that's another reason why you shouldn't do it, I guess, necessarily just for like a quick buck. First off, it's not going to be quick. I like, and it is like a lot of work because promoting yourself is just like annoying and tedious. But I think like part of the reason you do it is like, you should at least get some joy out of it. And like, I get joy out of just like, taking pictures of myself naked. So I'm like, well, even if just like one guy compliments me or like even if no one does, I'm just like, oh, that's a good picture. So I'm glad I took it. There you go. So, yeah. I do think a lot of people are like, aren't a sexual person and they get into OnlyFans and then they aren't able to like navigate it. It's, this is why, and I, I, I tell you, because I've gone on Reddit a lot, and I I know there's like the whole world of all the different gone wild subs and people who are exhibitionists who post nude images of themselves. I've seen this stuff. I'm a guy in 2023, and it is true. Sometimes you click on profiles and you realize, oh, that that was I I just thought that was a person posting because they're an exhibitionist, but they have an OnlyFans, and that's fine. Yeah, but that that's a huge part of the promotion, huh? It is. Reddit in particular, because there's so many niche Reddits. Like, there's Reddits particularly for people who have like unnaturally dyed hair. <laughs> like, there's Reddits for people who are like a very specific. Like, it's just like six foot and taller, five like nine girls. So there's so <laughs> since there's so many niche subreddits, it's very easy to be like, oh, well, I this is my crowd. Yeah. Whereas, like, the main, like, just, like, OnlyFans ones, it's easy to get lost in the muck. But, like, if you find your, like, 30 guys that really like left-handed girls, you can really make, you can make some fans. I am certain there are, there is a subreddit for men who like left-handed women. I'm certain that has to exist. You're right. I am, oh, there has to be one. I'm going to look that up. Please, <laughs> on. If not, I'll make it. So, as I said, obviously, just as a human with compassion, I, I, I have concern, but you've assured me you've thought hard about it and that you're in a good place and you're feeling better than ever. What do you think it was that allowed you to find this confidence? Because anybody out there, anybody out there who wants to be judgy or anybody out there who wants to have misgivings about the actual actions you're taking, you can't deny that you clearly had a severe redefinition of your relationship with yourself at some point. 
Yeah. Um, so what's kind of weird is I always really liked who I was. Um, even like, I guess when I was depressed to an extent, um, I just like, I have very strong opinions and I have very strong convictions and I like what I like and I'm very firm on that. And I am like, I always, I have joked like, oh, well, like if I like anything, I don't have guilty pleasures because if I like something that automatically means it's good. And like, I have always said that. So I have always been like a very confident, but my confidence would waver when I would like take into account, I guess, other people's opinions of me. Um, and I think like, honestly, being able to get mindful a bit and being able to like live in the moment and like not care as much about like where I should be and like what I should be doing and what people should be thinking of me was a big thing that like really made me be like, I don't give a shit. Like you can all judge me. Who cares? Like no one is inherently more worthy or important than anyone else. So like, why should I let someone, why would I like say that someone else's opinion of me is more important than my opinion of me was a really important thing that I started focusing on. Like, okay, the stranger doesn't like me, but I do. So that cancels out. Who cares? There might be people listening today who have judged everything this caller has said, but I don't think you can judge that. Letting the judgment of strangers not affect you. That's a beautiful thought beautiful thing let's go ahead let's do some ads we'll be right back thanks to the advertisers who help us bring this show to the world now let's finish off the phone call why would i like say that someone else's opinion of me is more important than my opinion of me was a really important thing that i started focusing on like okay the stranger doesn't like me but i do so that cancels out who cares Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I've been in the op. I've been going in the opposite direction the past couple of years. My confidence has been nose diving. You, you and I are heading in opposite directions. So I'm very fascinated. No, here. well, you're on. Yeah. Now this is the this is the wake up call. Maybe that's why we came into each this other's lives. Switch. That's it. So I could yeah. express some concern for you and let you know there's somebody out there thinking of you, and you could convince me how to embrace enough confidence that I can start selling nude imagery of myself on OnlyFans. Can you imagine if that's how it ended? Yes. Within the next 28 minutes. I would be like, (laughs) I would be so proud. Like how in drag, there's like drag daughters. Like you'd be my OnlyFans son. Wow. See, but I'm not one of these guys out here looking for a mommy though, like your other fans. Sounds like this is where the mommy. No, I know. I mean, like, <laughs> not that type of son. More like, I oh, know. we are. I was, kidding. I, I was yeah. kidding. I was kidding. Now, when, when, so you have these people who sign up, you're making a couple hundred bucks. You're immediately sensing that there's a lot of people, you in your late 20s, saying that they want a mommy and that you're somehow appealing to these guys in their younger 20s looking for mommy specifics. How much of this gig in your first month are you getting a sense of it's about providing the imagery? How much of it is providing communication where you play into the mommy fantasy? Like how much of it is that they're paying to talk to you? OnlyFans, I think specifically, like, because I know like full service sex workers 
who have like done OnlyFans and they found OnlyFans to be a lot more draining because OnlyFans, a big like 80% of it is communicating because like the reason why a lot of people subscribe to an OnlyFans as opposed to just watching porn is like, oh, well, I can have a relationship with that person. Like it's the idea of like at least on some level, I know that person. So a lot of it is like, creating an image that plays into whatever and like responding to your messages and like it is like a lot communication is a really big aspect of it wow so like while certain people specifically like the mommy aspect of it um there's also other people who like like the femdom aspect of it so it is kind of like knowing how to like cater like present yourself in like a certain way depending on who you're talking to to create like I guess a fantasy of whoever they want to be talking to I don't really think it's lying as much because like again I think that a big part of that has to do with like I am a pretty sexual person um so I imagine if like you aren't and you're like forcing yourself to like say stuff it could feel like lying but even if it's a fetish that like I don't have a big fan of, as long as it's something I'm not morally opposed to, I'm just like, yeah, I can talk about this with you and probably have fun. Um, but a big part of it is like keeping up the image of, I don't know, whatever fantasy they are paying you for. Yeah, I get it. It's some 24 year old guys, two years out of college. He's got a job. He's wondering if he, picked the right major he's stressed out he's it's, it's not clicking his boss is mad at him and he just at the end of the night logs on and says to you my boss is uh my boss is yelling at me and and he wants somebody to go well no you're my little good boy you're not that bad boy you're a good boy your mommy loves you yeah and then he touches himself to images of you and then he goes to sleep or the op- sometimes they want the opposite or sometimes they want you to tell them that they're the bad yeah, boy. Yeah, that they're the bad boy. And then, but, like, but truly it is bad. generally ends with them touching themselves to images of you. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, what you can't change something if it's broken. Listen, if that listen. part's working, they got to stick to it. Of course, of course, of course. That's the that is at the fundamental core of these things in a lot of cases. So. I'm, I want to circle back to something you brought up before. We're going to focus in on one of the more titillating things you've brought up, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. So when you realize that you've got this hot guy driving down from Wisconsin, but you've already scheduled a date (laughs) with this hot girl who's closer to you in Illinois, you have this idea of, well, maybe I can turn it into a threesome. But there's a lot of moving parts in these conversations because you don't want anybody to feel like they've been tricked into it or like this was your plan from the start. So who do you talk to first? How do you feel out if it's okay with everybody? And then also are these people that you've hooked up with prior or is this a first time thing? I would imagine a, a threesome as your first time in bed with somebody could be very stressful. I need to know a lot of the logistical details of that threesome incident. Okay. So the girl I had been talking to, so no, I had, I hadn't actually hooked up with either of these people prior. Wow. The girl I've been talking to for a, a long time though. And we were actually supposed to have another threesome, but that person got COVID and I was nervous. Okay. She was hot to the point where I was just like, I think she's going to kill me. Like, 
I don't know. Like I was, she was like, well, you can still come to my place. This is when the one person got COVID. I was just like, I don't know if I think you're real yet. Um, but then I started talking to her a lot more and like, she started sending pictures and like, we would just like casually chat. I was just like, Oh, she is real. She's just also very hot. So I asked her first, I was just like, Hey, um, my friend, like someone, this guy I'm talking to, he, or no, I just sent a picture. I was like, would you be open? I like asked, I was like, would you be open to having a threesome? I can send a picture of the person if you want. I'll ask if that's okay. And they said, yeah, that's fine. Um, and then I will say in like kink and like a hyper, like in that type of world, I've had that happen to me a few times where someone's just like, Hey, would you be open to having a threesome? And then they send me a picture of a really hot person. Um, and then like it happens. <laughs> and I guess it's because like everyone's talking to like 20 different people at once on the app, the app. But she was just like, yeah, like send me a picture. And I sent a picture and she was just like, Oh yeah, he is really hot. Like sometimes the guy is like, Sometimes she was like, if the guy was like, not that hot, I was going to say no, but like 100% he's really hot. So then I asked him, I was like, I sent him a picture. I was more likely that he would be down. I was like, yeah, he'll probably be more likely to be down than her. So when she was just like, yeah, that's fine. He's hot. He can come over too. Because I did. And I also told her, I was just like, well, I'm going, I was like, I haven't met him just so you know, in person. I've talked to him though, and he seems really cool. I'm going to hook up with him at my place first though. And I'll let you know if he seems really weird. And then we did that and he was really chill. And then we went to her place. So you took the hit in case it was weird. And then he was socially cool enough and sexually there enough, skilled enough that you said, let's go, let's up the ante on this. Honestly, not even like, skilled or like social just like not a creep <laughs> because like i that was the thing that is my biggest thing like i never want to be i didn't want to be like let's have a threesome and then i bring a creep i bring a guy who's going to be like weird faux, and, like, that's a faux pas say, in like, a big way well like not even a faux pas i'm just like that seems so shitty to her so like, oh, now I have to deal with a weird dude in yeah, my house. For sure. Who like, even if he's not making her feel unsafe, it's just like, oh, he's making her uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, I don't want to put someone in a, a situation where they feel uncomfortable. So that's why I was like, I'll hang out with him first and see. I was like, he doesn't seem like a bad person, but I'll be like, oh, is he like, I don't know because I've hooked up with guys and then they'll be like show me those boobies in a serious way I'm just like oh, god like I don't want to bring someone like that to a threesome <laughs> I want to bring a loser to a threesome <laughs> no I kid <laughs> <laughs> that, you kid but all jokes come from somewhere and I hear the truth in it but like yeah you know how you like you have that like Maybe you know someone or you have a friend who you're just like, oh, I'm not going to bring them. Or you know someone, you're like, I'm not going to bring them to that party. Because they might make people feel uncomfortable and then it's going to fall on me. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. The, that's what I avoid with a threesome. Yeah, the ante is only upped when it's a three. But and so now, yeah. and let's talk about this too, because so you haven't hooked up with her yet. You've now, this you have hooked up with this guy just to feel it out. You said, okay, let me send a message. We'll go for it. 
because I, I remember being single many years ago. I remember playing the field a little bit. I remember having some stretches where I was, I was getting around Brooklyn like in my artist days. And it was a lot of fun, but also the first time you're with someone, it can be a little stressful. What if they have things that they think are God's gift to the bedroom and you're just not into them? What if, what you know, that process of, you know, we all like to think it's sexy to get undressed in front of somebody, but the process of taking off pants is not a graceful process. The, pro- the process no, of trying to actually- slip out of pants. And you now you're doing this in front of two people who you're the hinge between the two of them and you're just getting to know them in this way for the first time, let alone the fact that they've got to find some rhythm together. This sounds like it could be very stressful. I was 100% the director. (laughs) Wow. um, This was like, and that's also kind of the role I can like take on in life where I'm just like, I'll jump in, I'll take charge. But she was very high. Like, not to the point of, like, she's, like, out of it. But she was just, like, chill. She was very chill and, like, not going to, probably not going to be the one to be, like, this is, like, she wasn't nervous or anything. She was just, like, yeah, whatever, come over. And, like, I want to fuck you both. And he was, like, but he was nervous, I could tell, because this was, like, his first threesome. Like, we were all sitting there and, like, talking. And then at a certain point, I was just, like, I'm going to take off my, I was like, I'm going to take off my pants and my shirt. And if anyone wants to follow me, that's cool. And then they all got, they both got up and like, they took it off. But like, it was very fun. It was very chill and like jokey. I don't think, I think when people like maybe picture it, they're just like, oh, it's like this really hot and like steamy thing. But it's just like kind of hanging out and talk. Cause it was like probably an hour, 45 minutes of all of us just like sitting on her bed and like talking and just like go joking back and forth before anything happened. So I think it's more like, oh, we're just hanging out. And then like, also I'm going to eat you out. (laughs) And then like afterwards we went back to like joking. (laughs) Oh, oh, it's just that simple. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. And when you said you were the director, is that um, is that just something you were saying kind of colloquially or in the world of kink? Is it is that like a role of like, who's going to be the director on this one? No, that w- I was saying that like colloquially. But I mean, I imagine there is like, honestly, there's a lot of kink words that I really don't know. There's a lot of terminology. Um, but I imagine that there is like kind of more of a ringleader in the situation, but I don't know the actual term. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's funny. As you bring it up, I will tell you, cause I was, I was mostly in relationships for a lot of my twenties and thirties. And I got together with my wife when I was 32, but I had a couple stretches in there where I was single. And I, and I want to be clear. Some of this was driven by, you know, I, I've told this story on stage before that I fell off the wagon and did a bunch of Molly at Bonnaroo one year and then had this summer where I went nuts. So that's, you know, that's not the safest Mm -hmm. way to get into it. I will tell you, there's this thing of like, oh, girls like funny guys. You always hear that as a funny guy, even a nerdy guy like me. I got a, I'm a nerdy dude with these glasses, this giant forehead. And then people try to give you a pep talk. Oh, 
Yeah, but girls like a funny guy. And you know what I realized when I went on my little streaks where I found my confidence and I was and I was out there playing the field. It's not even sometimes I feel like sure humor is attractive and being able to get a laugh can be charming and that's nice, but also like sex is funny. Like there's times where you take yeah. your clothes off and it's not you realize, "Oh, you didn't you weren't planning this hookup because your socks don't match. And like, you got to be able to make a joke about that. You know, like there's something funny about that of like, oh, you like this position, but I thought you were aiming for a different position. So I positioned myself to get under you and you were positioning yourself for doggy style. And we both didn't realize that. And now we're trying to decide which way it's going to go. And, f- and two ships passing in the night. It's funny. It's awkward. And it's funny. And- it's just like, we're sacks of meat and bones just smashing into each other. That's inherently funny. I think if you waste a lot of time trying to make it feel hot all the time, you're gonna it's gonna feel like you're either acting or you're gonna be disappointed. If you can laugh at it, how like logistically impossible it is and how gross it can be, but how ultimately it feels good, I think that puts you ahead of the curve in some ways. And that's the lesson I'm being reminded of by you as we talk about this threesome. 100%. One time, uh, I have a Pee Wee Herman tattoo, and I was with a guy, and he was just like, oh, you have a lot of tattoos. What's your favorite one? I was wearing a long sleeve shirt, and like I pulled it out, and he went, oh. And I was like, I, I thought he was just like, whoa, that's a cool tattoo. And then like a few minutes later, he was like, I'm so sorry. I used to have so many nightmares about him. That really scared me. Like, that's so funny. <laughs> like, and he like felt really embarrassed about that. And he's like, no, you're fine. Like, do you want me to put on a shirt? I was just like, I'm not judging you. I was like, this is just silly, goofy bodies. And wait, was this before, during, or after sex that he freaked out about the Pee Wee Herman tattoo? It was before. We were like talking and he like saw that I had a tattoo on like a, a tattoo that was a little lower. And then like I pulled up my leave to show him the Pee Wee Herman one. And that one kind of startled him. And then we started making out and he was just like, I'm so sorry. That really threw me for a loop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love these stories. I love it. I feel like, thank you. Well, look, I feel like you've been through a lot and you know, as, as have mentioned a few times, People can use sex to fill voids. People can use sex to get the dopamine hits and the adrenaline rush that comes along with it if you're trying to fill sadness. But you sound like a person who's enjoying your confidence. And uh, and I and I hope that that remains the case. And I'm glad that it's been yeah. the longest you in so your much. adult life since you've been committed. I'm, I'm glad about that. It's, it sounds like you're finding yourself. Yeah. And that's a good thing. I feel very good right now about my life and like where I'm at. Even like that's including the rent thing. That will figure itself out. That's fine. Yeah, that's um, scary. That's scary. That's kind of, that's very much something I inherited from my mom of like we'll we'll find a way. That's good. <laughs> where there's ability to scam, there's ability to scam. Ability to scam? Did you say? Yeah, like or not like scam, but like how can where. We we are gonna get it paid somehow. Yeah, yeah. Like that type of mentality. That's um, good. But no, I do feel really good. 
I do feel honor bound to ask. I mean, we've talked about so much of the lascivious stuff. Obviously, we're going to, but I do have to say, anyone who loses their mom, it's a difficult thing. Losing your mom is part of the opioid epidemic. I have to imagine there's going to be feelings there that last your whole life. Okay, so this is one thing I have to take. Uh, I just got a notification that I have to take my birth control. <laughs> Okay. Um, I don't want to forget. So this is going to sound like I'm saying this as a joke and I truly don't mean it like it. Um, you know how, like when you're growing up, like if your mom really likes specific brand of butter or like if there's this one show where like no one else, you feel like no one else watches, but like your dad does, like your dad loves Jag. And like, that's the only time you heard about it. So whenever you hear about it, in the real world, you're just like, oh my gosh, my dad. Like that is always associated with of your course. parents. I know, I know mine right away. Yes. I feel that way with fentanyl, which is really fucked up. But like whenever I see a headline about it, I'm just like, oh my God, it's my mom. And holy shit. So it is like so <laughs> like whenever I see an article about it, I'm just like, it seems weird. Like Logistically, I know like so many people die from fentanyl, which is really like horrible. But to me, it is always like it will always be like the thing that my mom died from. Not like like that is always what it will be when I see fentanyl. Mm -hmm. It's not a societal issue. It's not a headline. It's not clickbait for you. It's it's your mom. It is all those things. But first and foremost, it is the thing that killed my mom. Yeah. Um, like before, like I look at it, whereas like other stuff, like, I, like if we were talking about like just like opioids, I wouldn't have to, but like if you specifically say, say fentanyl, I'm like, oh, the thing that killed my mom. And then I'm just like, no, it's a societal issue. So she actually got prescribed it um, for like arthritis, which is, she got prescribed the patch for arthritis, which I don't know how much you know about fentanyl, but like usually they only prescribe the patch if you're like in late stage terminal cancer um, because it is like so strong. But she was also like a doctor shopper. Um, uh. So that was she her thing was like she also she struggled a lot with like bipolar and a lot with depression, too. Um so I think like her, she was like looking for something to fill that. And then like she had, had like obviously like fentanyl and other drugs were what did. Um, but yeah, so like that's why like in regards to like societally, um, how that like has kind of changed, I guess, my view of things is like I'm very much like decriminalize all drugs. I don't think like anyone should be like put in jail for having like possession of marijuana because that doesn't actually like change anything. Um, I, but I also I'm very conflicted in regards to like oh, but also it should be like legalized because I'm just like well the government and I know other people say this like they're like well the government had control over fentanyl like people died while taking it like not from the government, but while it was like legally prescribed, like people were dying from taking it. So it is yeah. like, oh, well, will it be like continued to be pushed like Oxycontin and stuff like that? So I don't know, but it is, I do think um, 
and now I work in like social services and I work with like unhoused people and stuff like that. And I think uh, that has like kind of given me a good connection to certain people who have like also lost people to drug overdoses and stuff. Um, But also just like us more openly like, oh yeah, like my mom was also had an addiction and stuff like that. Right. So I guess in the end, it like kind of gave maybe like I gained something good from it. You mentioned your dad and how that's the one person who you're nervous about when he eventually figures out your lifestyle. You said your sisters didn't care. You said you worry about your stepmom snooping around, but ultimately it's your dad. I'm sure you've put in thought. Well, I was going to say, I'm I'm sure you've thought about what your mom might think. My mom would, my mom was a fascinating woman. I love my mom. She was like, my mom for all of her faults, like she, and she, she was bipolar. She was addicted to drugs. So she like definitely had a lot. She was like, I never doubted that she loved me and she always wanted kids. And she was a very loving woman. And she was also like pretty progressive. Like I like, especially when it came to like women's liberation and like the right to their bodies. Um, I feel like she would be too excited for me. (laughs) She would be like, hell yeah, I'm going to make one too. (laughs) So I think she, I don't, I have no doubt that she would have been like, good for you. (laughs) Like get your money. And with my dad, it's not even like nervous. It's just like, I would want to talk to him about that. But like, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not going to talk to him about it. I'm just going to call him and talk about like the Golden State game. (laughs) Like, (laughs) But if he found out about it, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be like, he's going to cut me off. Because like, one, I don't get anything from him. But like, also like, He's always said the only thing he would, the only thing he hasn't said this, but I know like the only thing that would make him cut us off is like if we went conservative, like if we voted for Trump, I think he would stop (laughs) talking to us for a little bit. But other than that, other than that, he's like very much just like, well, like as long as you're healthy and you're a nice person and you aren't hurting people. It's like very much his thing. So if he finds out that you are providing sexual healing for a cadre of stressed out young 20-something men who need a mom figure in their life, he'll be like, okay, I'll figure it out. And you don't know how it's going to go. If you voted for Donald Trump, though, I'm never fucking talking to you again. I don't think he would say I'm never fucking talking to you. I don't. <laughs> my dad is also like an extremely loving person. And I think... I, I, honestly, I, I was like, mostly we could kidding. Kill no, but he would be like, he would look at us and be like, I need a minute. And he probably would like not talk to us for like a month. <laughs> He'd be like, I have to go. <laughs> I could see him being like, I I don't know how to handle that. Because <laughs> there is, I think it was Chris Rock had the famous stand-up bit of like, you got it. The uh, dad's only job really is keep your daughter off the stripper pole. You're saying your dad would, he'd be he'd be able to handle that. But as far as the voting booth, pull the wrong lever in the voting booth, that's your dad's stripper pole in that analogy. Well, it's more like, because that, I, 
that is like the type of thing like the worst thing a woman can do is be like sexual or slut. Yeah. Yeah. It's less about like voting for Trump. My dad very much hates uh like people who like might like I don't know how to say this without sounding like so stupid. My dad really hates like racism and homophobia and like stuff like that. Like that is the one thing where he will like fight someone over. So if he's just like you're partaking in something that is like hateful like if he learns that i was just like if i said something like offense like racist or homophobic that would be like that would be one of the things where he would be like shut the fuck up yeah um so i do think it's like more of a morality thing of he's just like i raised you to be better i raised you to be a caring person and now you aren't doing that this has been, I this has flown by. We have 20 seconds left. I mean, in the entire history of doing this show, I, few have flown by this fast. I'm wondering what you want your closing words to be after this tidal wave of head-spinning information you've offered up. Oh, well, I guess I used to, um, when I used to speak to, like, my work with young people, I would always, like, just say, we are all just sacks of meat and skin on a rock in the middle of the universe. And you're just going to let another, what the opinion of another sack of meat bring you down? No. Don't let sacks of meat bring you down. <laughs> That's my words of wisdom. <laughs> I love it. Well done. Thank you for talking. <laughs> this one blew my mind. Thank you. Caller, thank you so much. You sent my head spinning in so many different directions, and I, I prayed I kept up with you adequately. That was a heck of a call. Thank you for talking and sharing so much. This show is produced by Anita Flores. It's engineered by Jared O'Connell. The theme song is by Shell Shag. You can go to chrisgath.com if you want to know more about me. And hey, wherever you're listening, there's a button. It says something like subscribe or favorite or follow. When you hit that button, it helps the show so much. Find our merch at podswag.com. If you want your episodes without any ads at all, maybe you want to check out stitcher.com slash premium. You can use the promo code stories for a one-month free trial. You get our show without ads and tons of other shows. And hey, if you like Beautiful Anonymous, one of the best things you can do is tell your friends about it. Thanks so much, everybody. Catch me.